Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're all kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. Turn my pillow to the fresh side. I fall asleep, oh sleepy eye. I don't dream big, just the right size. Modesty comes from mom's side. You ever heard of a soft touch? You ever heard of a finger roll? Little sun, little raindrop. And you watch this thing grow. Follow me like a firefly. At midnight and mid-July. Mixing blood and sweat and tears of joy. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless. Welcome back to another edition of Guzman's Gridiron, presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. Back at the Double Eagle Saloon and back Deck Bar, it's good to be back <laughs> at the home base. Coach Goose, we are coming off of uh, another bye week, yes. uh, which was nice to, to have multiple bye weeks in a season. Obviously, last week we talked about you know the win over Atlantic City, right. win over Eastern. Nice little bye week once again this season to kind of prepare for two games now here in this final stretch to have multiple bye weeks in a season how valuable is that it's unbelievably valuable um you know you got kids that again you know they're nicked up um you know but especially by this time you're not going to be 100 percent. you're just not um so you know we use that to our, our advantage um the kids rested up they got necessary rest um they were seeing our trainers darren td um so we're looking pretty good man we're looking pretty good. And that's what matters. And we <laughs> do have, you know, we kind of teased it on the last episode. A game was in the works. We didn't have all the details. Well, the details are here. Absolutely. We're playing the school formerly known as Woodrow Wilson, now yes. known as Camden East, this coming Thursday at Gatone Stadium, which is nice because now I still sound like an intellectual on <laughs> the broadcast against Eastern where I said, Finally's going to be home until Thanksgiving. <laughs> We are. we are. I was correct. We are. We are. I, am we are a, I am a psychic, if you will. <laughs> um, a home game against a very talented team. Um, what went into, just from your guys' perspective of off-the-field coaching and scheduling a game like this, and what, what kind of goes into a non-scheduled game already in the season and everything, trying to find the right team to play against, making sure that team is down to play and down to – you know, travel, make accommodations if it's at their stadium. What kind of goes into that, you know, perspective of managing and, and putting together a game midseason? Um, it, it's it's a matter of, you know, the coaches within the um, WJFL are very approachable, good dudes. Um, you know, so it's all a matter of just building those relationships, um, which, you know, um, myself, Coach Russo, um, we did our due diligence in doing that. Um, so we have real good rapport with most of the coaches. Um, you know, again, uh, with that being said, it's just a matter of us communicating, contacting one another. And also it, it, what people might not know is you want to make sure that whatever opponent you pick is building up to the culmination of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Turkey Day. Um, being so that, you know, the neighbors next door, the, you know, they uh, – they definitely, you know, they have the better record and all, you know, they have, you know, all these names and things of that nature. Um, we want to make sure that 
we do our due diligence so that when we do enter that realm when it comes because right now it's just we have you know formerly known Woodrow Wilson Camden Eastside um, you know we are more than ready for what's to come in that arena what was the just one-on-one conversation like planning that game with Camden East and, and getting that scheduled with their coach what was the communication like and kind of just that open forum discussion to be like yeah we want to keep playing you guys have an open spot you know week wise to, to play another game and if I'm not mistaken they also still play a traditional yes. Thanksgiving game as well against yes. Camden. So that also, I'm sure, played a factor in it for them as well to kind of stay fresh, stay sharp. Uh, what was kind of just the, the dialogue there against an opponent you guys, I don't remember, ever no, we playing against them. them. So a no. first-time opponent for Vineland High School, what was that discussion like to you know kind of just set the tone, get that relationship growing, and, and adding a new opponent into the arena? So, um, you know, as far as all the details and all the – uh, communication back and forth, it went seamless. I mean, uh, you know, that coach and his coaching staff are doing an excellent job with their kids. Um, and it matches up beautifully because he needed work in certain areas, which we uh, have the ability to give him that work mm-hmm. come game day, um, as well as I do. My guys need work in certain arenas. Um, so the matching up of styles – which really isn't matching up of styles at all. They play a totally open offense. Mm-hmm. They're about 90%, 85 to 90% pass, uh, 10 to 15% run, whereas we're more balanced in our approach. Actually, I would say we're even more heavier run, about mm-hmm. 70%, you know, 65% run, and then, you know, that 35% uh, pass for us. So it kind of – everything just worked out really nice. They have a, a Thanksgiving game also. So when we, you know, when we had these details out in front of us, it's like it's a no-brainer. Let's make this work, Coach. You know, and he was excellent. Um, you know, he gave me, you know, uh, uh, you know that feel that you know he's trying to do what's best for his guys, mm-hmm. and he knows that I'm trying to do what's best for my guys. So we kind of meshed and met in the middle, and it, it worked out beautifully, Kyle. It really did. And it's fun to you know add an opponent that you're not familiar with nope. at all. So that kind of gives you guys not only an opportunity to work on the things you want to work on in a game scenario, mm-hmm. but also an unfamiliar opponent where you're familiar with the town right. uh, of rivals, but you're not familiar with this iteration. So no. it gives you that unfamiliarity aspect of, of planning for opponents down the line while also getting a look at a team you've never prepared for or never seen before. Yeah, and, and you know what? The unknown is good. It's, mm-hmm. it's a change is good. Um, the kids know what they're up against. Uh, you know, you're looking at a team in Camden Eastside that is very athletic. Top-down athletic. They have a huge monster, uh, from what I understand, that weighs around 400-plus, um, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, That's a big human mm-hmm. being. Um, so, you know, and he's not the only one. They have, they have some guys over there. Um, you know, so, again, you know, we're just looking at it as a perspective to – handle our business this is the week this is our opponent and we need to go ahead and and you know i know my we just got you know i just got done film study and 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 install um our, all i heard was camden east side camden exactly how the kids were brought up in the program we're not worried about the next team that'll come when it comes mm-hmm. right now it's camden east side and um our kids are, are rearing to go i feel like this is the first time too since 
the uh, the consolation bracket was thrown in, whether you know it was continuing on with it or just scheduling games as right. well, that we've been able to get that third game in there as well before the the Thanksgiving Day game against Millville. It always right. felt like you know we had the consolation game and then there was the one in there. I think 2021 we were able to schedule yes. two more games after, but it's nice to have that third game in there yes. as well to just stay fresh in a game-like environment as yes. well to keep you on your toes. Like we mentioned, you know, going into the game against Eastern, the consolation bracket gives you an opportunity to stay fresh, not have to, you know, just be intra-squad scrimmage every mm -hmm. single day for three weeks. And it gives right. you, you know, an opportunity to keep playing with this iteration of your team as well, which I think is valuable. It is. Um, you know, all the uh, youngins, my JV guys, they're getting extra work. Um, you know, and it's it's valuable experience for them. You know, we're not playing down competition, mm -hmm. pal. You know, you got a team in Eastern. They were a good ball club. Good ball club, well coached, you know. Um, then we turn around, Atlantic City. They were in the playoffs. So it's not like we're adding these teams off the cuff like, oh, whatever, all right, we'll just take you. Everything is strategically not playing planned. eighth graders. No, no, <laughs> we are playing up competition, right. not down at all. And I wouldn't want that for my kids. The coaching staff wouldn't want it any other way. Um, so we're in agreement in all accords. And the team wouldn't want that either. At all, at all. They we don't, want the best of the yes, best. Yes, we don't want to be considered a team that dodges mm -hmm. or ducks anybody. No. Okay, so you made it to the playoffs. We did it. We'll play you. I have no problem. Mason My said it best in his player of the game uh, interview we did that's up on Instagram that you guys can check out. said it in a respectful way. Anybody who wants the smoke can get the smoke. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, that's kids of today's era right. talking, right? Um, that's saying we want to give you our best shot as long as you're willing to give yes. us your best shot. Absolutely, and, and, and again, as you put it very cleanly, our kids wouldn't want it any other way. They want to they wanna kind of – I, I, I can see it in their faces, too. They want to right them wrongs in the beginning of the season. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the you best. you got to beat the best, man. And they know that. And they've totally went engaged with that type of attitude. And um, I'm just looking forward to this game uh, come Thursday at 6 o'clock because our kids, again, you know, maybe other people might think, oh, but, you know, you ain't got nothing to prove. It's not about proving anything. No. It's about our kids are, are – really tired of the negative i'm telling mm -hmm. you you know i mean it might sound like a broken record they are tired of the negative negativity out in this community okay so they're willing to do whatever it takes to prove the naysayers and wrong. you've seen that you've seen that week in and week out and it yes. leads into my next question for you when do you think that switch kind of flipped on the field and off the field for this team to be like you know what, we can hang with the big dogs. We can beat the big dogs. When did you guys as a staff and you personally kind of see when that switch flipped? Obviously, you know, we've talked about the, that rough stretch in the middle of the season. But right. when did you guys kind of see something spark in their brains, in their eyes? Like, we, we can fix this season, yes. even though it feels like an unfixable type of situation. Right. We can turn this season around and make it a positive. When do you think that kind of sparked? I think that it really came into fruition. I think it really came into fruition, the Holy Spirit game. We were hanging with the number three team in the state, toe for toe, blow for blow. Um, you know, and, and with the exception of before the half, you know, again, botched coverage, um, you know, we were in that game, man. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of let it slip away. But, again, we played them defensively, I believe, tougher than anyone else on their schedule. 
Um, and that's kudos to, you know, our defensive guys. Um, we just didn't have that offensive power to mm -hmm. punch it in when we needed to. Um, but I think that that woke up something inside these kids. It worked up this – it woke up this innate, you know – Belief. Yeah, like like we can do self belief this, almost. Yeah, like we we can we can play with any team out here in the country. We just got to be totally locked in. We've got to take the information that we get during the week and apply it on the field with no exception and no mistakes. It's got to be done that way to go ahead and play teams like a Holy Spirit, like a Saint Augustine Prep. Where, I mean, we all know those are all star teams. Mm -hmm. They're pan pick kids. They're the best in this town, best in that town at their position. So when you can hang with teams like that or beat teams like that, you're destined for some really good positive things in your program. So um, I think that was the game, in my opinion, that really woke up that spirit in our kids, and, and they've been proving people wrong ever since. Because, you know, I, I talk to people all the time because they know I'm on the broadcast. They know about the podcast. And if you're not subscribed, you should subscribe. Um. Do it. <laughs> Do it. The, the thing that I always look back on is this current stretch that we're on. I'm, I just always try to imagine if we had those players in place and just that inner self-belief, like you mentioned, that kind of clicked at that Holy Spirit game, what Oak Crest would have looked like, what Washington Township would have looked like, yeah, what Clearview Clear would have looked like, even Kingsway. You know, another game that, you know, you, you want to talk about, you were in it for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. That first half – you guys were, were going toe for toe, blow for blow. Yeah. And, you know, Rich always talks about it in the booth now. You know, he's like, this is why I don't make the decisions. And Coach Goose is the head coach of this team. You guys had a minute on the clock in that game, and it was like, oh, let's just go into halftime. No, you no. drove the ball down the field. You got a penalty that went in your favor, and you went and scored before the half. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I always try to imagine, like, if this team had – uh, like Dr. Strange and all the permutations <laughs> out there to go back and see what those games could look like with everybody in place where they are now because I feel like those games would look completely different. Would they be wins? Who knows? But I feel like just the, the approach would be unreal to be able to kind of just like unfold and watch. Um, it almost brings up a funny, right? It's like, it's like, and I'll tell you the funny is the irony, right? Gentleman once said, playoffs? Playoffs, right? Right or wrong? Well, we would We, in my opinion, we would have been in those mm -hmm. playoffs. Um, again, point four points. You know, as minuscule as that sounds to miss the playoffs, um, you know, we missed it. There is no that we, you know, we don't take it back. You know, we keep looking forward and and um, you know for things to come. But yeah, if we could just you know do a little Doctor Strange and reverse time. Um, I think that I think that we would we would be talking a different tune. Mm -hmm. I think we would. I think we would. Um, now, how far or where? Who knows? Even right. if, um, but I, I believe in my heart we would have been talking a different tune. Looking, you know, just at the way the the approach to getting that game scheduled. Mm -hmm. What was kind of the the tone in the locker room when that announcement was made that hey, we've got another game before the big one. There's, there's only one name, like you mentioned, that we're talking about. It. It's Camden East. Tastin Camden East. What was, you know, the look on everyone's faces when that next game was secured, it was locked in on the schedule, and you got another opponent to play? Um, I'll tell you what. These kids, when they found out that we had Camden East side, um, they went – I'm going to be honest, they went ballistic. 
Woo! Another game, especially our seniors. You know, mm-hmm. they don't want to stop playing, man. The seniors don't want to stop playing. Um, it's like I told you, it, it would be. I told you at the beginning of the season, it's going to be bittersweet because I love these seniors, man. They're a good group, good group of kids. Um, and it's like once I made that announcement, they're like, "We got one more, coach. We got one more. We got one more before the, you know, the turkey bash. One more before the one more. Yeah. Um, you know, so so let's go out there and just keep winning. That's it's one of the things that our coaches, myself, we've been really instilling in our kids is. The only way you take that stigma off your back where, oh, you're not that good. Oh, you guys can't play and hang with the big boys. Oh, all these things that negative people talk about. Um, the only way you get that off is you keep winning. Mm-hmm. Winning makes a lot of things go away, man. Look it just makes a lot of things team, go away. Any team, any level, and you want to even dial it in, look at any team at Violent High School. Yeah. When they win, like my junior year of high school was the most fun year right? because – Every sports team had success. success. The ones I was on, the ones I wasn't on. Right. Every season, cross country won counties. Yep. Both swim teams went to the sectional final. Both basketball teams made the playoffs. Football team made the playoffs. Yes. Soccer teams both made the playoffs. Yes. Every sports team was succeeding. And then right. it just creates that culture that we've talked about of getting that back across the student body where football teams showing up to the swim meets. Swimmers yes. are showing up to the cross country meets. Cross-country athletes are showing up to the basketball games. Baseball players are going to a crew yep. meet after their practice, you know. And just that inner school support, I think, is working its way back. Um, let me tell you something. I've seen it through the years. I've seen it go from very weird and non-existent to a beautiful, rich, spirited culture within the high school community. Um, the kids are, are excellent at Vaughn High School. Um, like I said, I've been there for years, man, 22-plus years. Um, love our kids. They, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe some kids make mistakes. They, they mm-hmm. you know, kids are kids, man. Don't make mistakes. But you can't let, you know, one bad apple spoil the bunch. I mean, we have excellent kids at Violent High School. Um, so, again, shout-out to my kids at Violent High School. You guys are awesome. You guys are great. Just keep on reaching for the stars and do what you do. Don't worry about the next man. And, it, you know, I get to see it when we post the, the post-game interviews of the kids that we choose as our player of the game and everything and just see the support that they get on those posts. Yes. And we talked about it when we were planning this show back in right. the summer. It's kind of like the modern-day like newspaper interview almost yes. that yes. doesn't always come around because of newspaper deadlines being what they are, unfortunately. Right. And getting, you know, a shout-out on social media, getting a post-game interview, like right. it means something in terms of just like – I got that in my pocket now. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's something I can put on the resume. Like I got that interview and then seeing like their friends post it on their stories, seeing their friends promote them. Mm-hmm. That goes a long way for not only just, you know, the friend dynamic and that friend circle dynamic, but it also right. goes a long way for just seeing the support that the team is getting. Um, again, that's why, you know, I, what you do is invaluable to our kids. Um, I appreciate it. I've told you a million times. I love what you do. Um, you know, you're going to be – this This is going to be more than what you think. Mm-hmm. At some point, this is going to be a lot more than what you think. So just keep doing what you do. We'll keep supporting you, Kyle. Um, your show is excellent for these kids. And they – from what I can tell you, man to man, them kids love what you do. They love watching this. They love watching their after-game, you know, a post-game mm-hmm. interviews that you do. 
Um, and it's, it's, it's a precursor to possibly what they're going to get involved with as they go on to the collegiate mm -hmm. realm. Um, cause they're going to have to be public speakers. It's just yep. what it is, whether you want to, or you don't at some point, a reporter is going to come next to you and Camera's they're going to be in your face. What are you going to say? You know, so this is awesome, um, by way of just having that hindsight knowledge so that when they do go on. Um, and play at the collegiate level or whatever they do. Maybe they don't even play football, mm -hmm. but maybe they find themselves in an interview process. It's going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot more calmer. Like, I've been there. I've done this. I'm all right. And the Let's amount go. of athletes that end up on the other side right. doing the media thing, Absolutely. you know, ended you up know. behind a, a camera, yeah. but in front of it, you know, at a desk and doing the analysis point of, point of view of things, you know, it, it helps. It helps a lot, man. So that's why I said congratulations to your show. It's excellent. And congratulations to you. Your mother, you guys do a great job, man. Excellent. Looking at, you know, everything that happened uh, this past week with sectional finals and everything, a lot of familiar faces were playing. The, the cross-town rival was playing. Yep, yep. What a game from mainland. They, uh, they did their thing, you know, I, I, other than, you know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a running back at any level rush for 322 yards. Shout out to Mr. Ordilly yeah, from yeah. mainland because yeah. – I saw that stat that Mark Tribble posted on, right. on Twitter as his hats off player of the game, and I saw 322 yards, and I had to double take double to make take, sure that yeah. I was seeing that correctly. Yeah, they um they 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 went in there and they did their due diligence. Some um, old school Cape Atlantic League, yeah. just sectional finals, which run, is always run, run. fun to see. Yeah. I mean, they were running the ball left and right, um, you know, um, and they picked their spots to throw, and and they had a really good game plan against you know um, our rival next door, and and. That's all I can say about that. I don't want to. I don't want to get into that because the <laughs> they're not here. I like I like seeing people face to face exactly. to talk. So other than that, I stay out of it. They lost. It is what it is. That's their loss, not not ours. So and we're just gonna keep doing our thing. Our old pal Danny Russo and Delcy end up <sighs> taking home another sectional final. I was looking at his stats, uh, you know, when I saw they won for this season, and what a season he had for himself. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, uh, that goes all to all those naysayers that, oh, you know, I heard it all, brother. I heard it all through his freshman year, sophomore year, to certain community members. Yeah, he's no good. Get him out of there. Uh, only the best player on the team, you Pretty know, good. at the time. But, okay, we'll get him out of there. And now what happens? He leaves, go to Delsey. New and level unlocked. It's a whole different ball game. 1,700 yards all, on the ground whole almost. whole different ball game. We knew what he was when he was a freshman. touchdowns. Yeah. We knew what he was when he was a freshman, an all-out ball player. That little Danny Russo is a, a, a beast. He's the Tom. Like, dude, pretty soon you're going to be known as, like, the little Mike Allstott. Like, mm -hmm. you're just rumbling and bumbling down the field. Um, and, and, again, his, his demeanor, um, he was brought up a beautiful family. You know what I mean? Um, you know, with his sisters, his, his father. You know, I love him to death. You know, Misty, his mother. He comes from a beautiful family, man, and it shows. It shows in how he – the way that that young man carries himself, excellent. Mm -hmm. Through and through, he's a real young man, you know. Um, and I only wish uh, little Danny all the best. Um, he's going to keep on turning heads, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. He is – 73 he, tackles He's a football player. Too. He's, that's what I'm saying. He's a football player. That's it. Whether you put him on offense or on defense, he's going to give you 110%. He's going to give you zero excuses, and he's a doll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he That's is. capital D-A-W-G. With <laughs> uh, what is it? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation yep. point. You know what I mean? 
He is what we thought he was. <laughs> he is what he thought he was. A baller, period. And, and then uh, our next opponent's rival, Camden, took home another sectional yeah. title yeah. as well. Yeah, they um, did. I think that's cool from the aspect of who's next on the schedule. They still have a traditional Thanksgiving matchup yes. against Camden. That's their rival. They see their rival go and win a trophy. That's added motivation for them to even schedule this game as well. Stay sharp for a team that just took home a trophy to add to their trophy case from across town. You guys saw Millville play in a sectional title as well. They make the state playoff year after year. That's motivation for you guys to get to that level and be in that state tournament as well and competing against them at that point potentially. You know, I, th- I think that's – Hold on, wait. We still hold, right? Yeah. Violence yeah. still holds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. I <laughs> think we have a three-game lead, I want to say. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. It's all right. Like I said, at the end of the day, you know, I won't, uh, I won't talk about that team until that day comes, but – um. It's gonna be it's gonna be your typical Millville Violent rivalry, man. Is and now you have you know two teams motivated by rivals. Yep. Clashing at Catone Stadium, I think that is just another added fun element to this matchup you guys have with Camden East. Yeah, we're we're not taking Camden East side lightly at all. My kids know better. My staff knows better. They are a well coached football team. They wouldn't be where they're at if they weren't. Um, and they got athletes all over the field. So um, my kids know what they're up against. My coaching staff knows what you know what we're up against. Um, so again, you know, we're in totally, uh, totally geared towards getting uh, ultimately what we're working for, which is a W come Thursday at six. And you know, you talk about athletes on the field. You guys did film and install today. Yes. Not that any team is similar to one or the other, but. Right. Is there anything that stands out to you from Camden East and what they do, either offense or defense, that is in a way similar to teams that you've seen this year in terms of scheme, players, speed, agility, you know, ball handling skills, whatever it may be? Are there any similarities that you were able to pick out of, like, that kind of looks like Team X is able to do this on defense. Mm-hmm. Team Y executes their offense this way. Um if I had to put a team that kind of reminds me of, of what we're going to face this uh, Thursday, it would be Atlantic City. But, again, an, a, a team an elevated. Up, yeah, at an elevated capacity. Um, you know, it's weird, right? So the dynamic that I saw, that the coaching staff saw, you have – and it's weird, right? You have number 12 from Atlantic City, mm-hmm. the quarterback. By far one of the best quarterbacks in the WJFL probably in all South Jersey. Mm-hmm. He is We legitimate. said he's probably a top three quarterback that we yes. faced alone. Yes. That kid is really good. Um, your typical pocket quarterback will pick you apart if you let him. This number 12 we're going to be facing this Thursday is not your typical cor- uh, uh, pocket quarterback. He'll hang in that pocket, though. Eyes downfield. Mm-hmm. But the difference with him is he feels pressure. He has wheels and he will go. Um, so it's going to give us, in my opinion, that that ultimate uh, uh, together play of what we want to culminate for in, in practicing for come Thanksgiving Day. Again, the same can be said for Camden East side in us. Mm-hmm. They see a lot of resemblance 
to Camden and how they run their offense. So, you know, we're both gaining advantage on us playing each other, which is really nice. That's it, it just worked out beautifully, Kai. I mean, I can't even talk about it enough. It, it just worked out very seamlessly with the coach um, and with myself. And we were in agreement. We're like, we're trying to ultimately set our teams up mm-hmm. for this round of, of turkey bash, you know, uh, games. So, um, you know, and, and he said it with total respect. I said it with total respect. Um, but we know, he knows and I know, we got a game Thursday. We're not worried about Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. that's a week away from Thursday. Um, so we're going to go ahead, do our due diligence, come Thursday, and, and see where the chips fall. We're going to talk some more Camden East on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And welcome back, everybody. So Camden East side, you know, you talk about their quarterback. Yes. Having that mobile ability. How much goes into practice knowing that you guys have a mobile quarterback and being able to somewhat prepare for that in practice, knowing that Tank has wheels as well and just being able to utilize his abilities to show in practice with an install uh, you know, session and everything. Like This is what he's able to do, and then you have the ability to use Tank as well in terms of a scout team, although he's your starter, but Absolutely. using his talents to, to showcase what you're going to be going up against. Um, yeah, and, you know, we have other kids that can, you know, go ahead and give us that look as well. Um, but it's just nice being able to – all right, we have a, a quarterback that's very similar um, in Camden Eastside's quarterback. So let's, let's get him back there. Um, of course, the kids know. It, everything is very well orchestrated, man. My coaching staff does an excellent job. The kids know that our quarterback, any quarterback that's back there on scout, is hands off. It's two-hand touch. You, you know, they know they come up. They have to make sure that they break down. Two-hand touch, and that's it. You let the quarterback go. So in that regard, we control the practice. Um, it's full tilt, but that portion, they just mm-hmm. know. He has a red jersey on, which means hands off. There's nobody going to bring him down to the ground or, you know, hurt him per se. But um, we're seeing where the angles of pursuit are going to be had defensively. Um, and it gives us that nice where we all know, okay, these are the angles that he might choose. And he's a righty also. Mm-hmm. He's a right-handed quarterback. So um, let's go ahead and, and really start doing our due diligence and making sure that everyone's in the right proper spot um, defensively so we can attack this guy and make sure that he does not get loose on the outside. You know, obviously, Atlantic City faced arguably number one wide receiver in the state. Yes. Turkey Day, you're going to face arguably wide receiver one, wide receiver one A in the That's state. Right. Uh, and, and guess what they got? I was going to say. <laughs> guess, guess what they got? Talk to me about their wide receiver core. Listen, man. Um, Camden Eastside, like I said, is filled with athletes. That number one, Mr. Love, I believe his last name. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, if I believe he's the third highest recruited wide receiver in the state. Behind, so, behind the one Brooks. you just played yeah. and, and be, the one that's upcoming. It's, it's <laughs> you know, one, two, three, we got him. Boom. Um, that's got to be cool, too, for your defense as well. Absolutely. These kids, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, Kyle. Like, they're rearing to go. They want to know that, wait, I put a stop to this guy, and he is number two in all of New Jersey. Or I put a stop to this guy, and he's number one in all of New Jersey out of all the wideouts. So it's, it's a real big incentive for our D-backs and our linebackers to go ahead and play their ultimate game. 
They've got to. There's no – you're not going to come out there and just go through the motions and expect to go ahead and clamp down a, a real wide receiver like this kid. I mean, he, he's got – from release to his route running to speed, he's got it all, man. And our kids understand that. So, fundamentally, mm-hmm. we've got to play fundamentally sound football all the way across the board – um, and I think we've been doing a pretty damn good job of doing that. And I think, you know, to add on to that, most of this defense, they're quote-unquote underclassmen. They're juniors in yes. that defensive backfield yes. from Mason, Saquon, Tang, or Tank's senior. Tank's but, you, senior. Know, yep. um, you know, most of that secondary are juniors. Are yeah. juniors. They've got to just be like foaming at the mouth knowing in three consecutive games they're going to be able to have an opportunity to put on their film – Yes. to put on their resume that they lined up and defended against SEC-recruited wide receivers, yes. against Big Ten wide receiver recruits, against Big 12 wide receiver recruits. Yes, um, which makes it even all the more alluring, right? That's the, that's the shiny, you know, toy that's waiting for the kids to, you know, That's the red rider with, beating right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. And, they're, and they're, they're so willing to, you know, Go ahead and take that challenge on, which makes us feel very good and at ease. Like, okay, they're not shying away from the competition. Um, do we honestly have a receiver um, on our in our you know in our roster that can mimic the speed of a Brooks or uh, Mr. Number Two or Mr. Love, you know, uh, from Atlantic City and Mr. Love from uh, Camden Eastside? We don't have that kind of receiver. We we really don't. We have Xavion. He's fast. Okay. Um, you have Mason. He's got height. He's, he's got height. But we don't have a total package right. like these three guys have height, speed, and then their mechanics are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're catching the ball one hand. And, and I mean, look with Saquon, for the most part, we talked about it last week, where Saquon, for most of that Atlantic City game, was on an island against number, number two, two from AC. I didn't mean, do too shabby, did to, he? To have that on his resume alone. Not only does it have to motivate him, I'm sure it motivates Mason. It motivates Orion Maven. It motivates Tank. It motivates Xavion on that defensive backfield front. It even motivates your linebackers like Noah Cruz, like Julius Wilson, to be like, I'm next up. Yes. I I want next. I want to put that on my field. I want to be able to be the one that says I matched up on an island one-on-one with player X that's getting these offers. Why can't I get those offers next year? Yes. Um, it really puts people into a, a lens of, wait, if he's getting seen, I'm defending him. So I'm getting seen. And this is what we preach to the kids. Like, all right, so you're going against the number one receiver. You're going against the number one tailback in the country or the state, whatever the case may be. Guess what? There's eyes there looking at him. But if you're making plays against him, them eyes kind of turn. Like, who, who's this? Notes get taken down, your number, number, name, school, and then all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. Mm-hmm. Hey, dear coach, do you by any chance got time? It works hand in hand if you utilize that opportunity the right way. And I think our kids are utilizing their opportunities to the fullest advantage. It's an interview I'll never forget. I still have it on my phone to this day, and it was recorded on an iPhone 6 Plus. <laughs> when you guys played Bridgeton in 2017 at Bridgeton. Yes. Marquise Bell on the team. Marquise, God bless him too. I Excellent. interviewed Anthony Reyes, blast from the past. Blast from the past. After the game, and he said, you know, 
if that guy over there is getting offers, why not me? That's something that stuck with me from a violent high school athlete that I was like, that's the mentality you guys should have. Yes. That's the mentality every high school athlete should have. Absolutely. If somebody you're playing against is getting looks and getting offers left and right, and you're playing that well against him, you hold his team shut out 6-0, why can't why I be can't, yeah. the one getting you know my phone blown up by recruits, by coaches from college and things like that? Um, I think that that's what they've really learned to um, take a grasp of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kids are, again, they're, they're not shying away from any type of competition. Um, they want it now. They want that competition because they know what it means. And a lot of, the, and a lot of my kids, they're going to go on to play college ball, you know, knock on wood. Um, you know, so they want all of that experience, if you will, to be a part of them, mm-hmm. to better them, um, themselves. So, uh, you know, again, man. With all these kids, you know, and, and God bless them. We have some talent down here in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. We really do. Um, and, and kudos to all them gentlemen we just talked about. I only wish them the best. You know, stay healthy and, and keep, you know, keep doing your thing to your, your respective seasons. But, um, again, our kids have something to say, man. Mm-hmm. They, have, they have this chip on their shoulder where they know that they have the ability to get looked at just like anyone else. Mm-hmm. And being so that these guys are being looked at on a – bigger scale, bigger stage per se, me and the staff always tell them if they're on a bigger stage, but you're on that island with them, guess what? You're on that stage. You're on that stage. You're there. You're with them, man. What are you going to do to distinguish yourself from everyone else being so that lights are on, camera. Spotlight's on them. Action. What are you going to do to make sure it's also on you? Yes. So, so, you know, they're taking all that and they're running with it, and I'm very excited um, for my kids to, to, you know, one of the goals is, you know, short term after, you know, we were in that consolation bracket and, and what have you, we wanted to win out the rest of the mm-hmm. season. That has been our goal. And that is going to be the prime focus to win out the rest of the way. That's it. You know, then there's no slight on any team or anything. This is my team's goal to win out the rest of the way. So, I'm riding with my kids, man. We're going to try to win this. We're going to try to wrap this bow on top of the gift and, um, and, and you know, end the season on a, on a high note. And guess what, everybody? If that goal's accomplished, year one, you're finishing with a winning record as that coach. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's just, that's just icing on the cake. I just, I just want the, the main thing that I want, and I've, told, I've said it on this show mm-hmm. and I'll tell you again, I can care less what people think and say about I can care less. I just want that stigma of, oh, yeah, they're not, they're not built for these type of t- uh, teams, and why are you scared? Stop. Take a look. Stop. These kids can definitely accomplish way more than what a lot of people out there in this community think. They can accomplish it. And they've been showing it every week. Mm-hmm. Every week. I mean, just look at the progression. Because, what, 80% of this team was here last year as yes. well? Yes, yes. Look at the improvement of the guys who are back from last year, what they have done from last year to week zero and from week zero to now. Yeah. They are completely different players. Night and day, Kyle. It's night and day. Like Mason Afanador, if you would have told me last year he'd be doing what he's doing this year, would I be surprised? No. Would I be pleasantly shocked? Absolutely. Right. right. He looks like a completely different ball player than he he was last year. You look at Xavion Diaz. 
year after year after year has progressively gotten better. better. You look at somebody like Josh Cephas. We talked about it time and time again. He and Israel Schwed, who went from gadget-type players to three-down players. Yes. Yes. You yes. look at Ryan Carter, Noah Cruz. Unbelievable years. Yes. You look at this defensive line. You look at Gavin Gallo coming in, going from tight end, from offensive line <laughs> to now utility. finding utility. his way in the trenches on the yes. D-line. Yes. Look I, at Olafemi Sode, who just started playing football last year. Yes. <laughs> Makes yes. an all-conference team. Hello. I mean, again, you know, it, it just it, it really boggles my mind that people would have these negative uh, – just just being negative to these kids, man. They're great kids. For the sake of being negative. Like, I, I don't get it, man. Just stop. Know that, you you know, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, right? So, so be that – just be positive people in these kids' lives, man, because sometimes you can be that, that one person that makes them change their thought process or – makes them actually realize, wait, I can, I can achieve anything that I want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's, it's just gotta, it's gotta change. And it, I know it is little by little, it is changing, but it's gotta change to where ultimately what I want to happen one day is we walk into Gatone and we really look in that crowd and there's no inkling of negativity. It's all positive. Like I, I visualize, man, I'm mm-hmm. a visualizer. Like, I can see it right now. The whole Gatone Stadium packed red and gray on and everyone just cheering our kids on. That's all I want. Not, hey, get him out. And it started it to feel that way. brings real bad year. memories. And I'm this not. This year has started to feel trending yeah, that right? way week like after week. Little by little, right? You, kinda... you know, you saw early on week zero. It's like, oh, you know, let's get, let's get back with our friends. You know, school's, right. school's coming around the corner. I can see people I don't see all summer. Right. And then as the season's gone on. You know, you hit some bumps in the road. But then when this wind streak's going on, everyone's on the That stadium's way. rocking. <laughs> everyone's on the back. That stadium's rocking. Yeah, it is. And, and you know what? I tell the kids, I said, just, just stay humble, understand. And I was telling them throughout the whole thing, even when we were down, I was like, listen, what fixes this is winning. Mm-hmm. That's all. Once you guys start winning, I promise you, everyone, hey, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were. No, you didn't because you were one of the main ones saying that we weren't going to do anything. But you know what I always say? But you say? kill them with honey. Yep. You just kill them with honey. You do that, and there's always room on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. We got plenty on. of room. Yeah, hop, hop on. Hop on, hop on. It may good. be in the back. But you're may on. be hanging on to the bumper. Yeah, but you're on. But you're on the bandwagon on. because there's plenty of room as long as it's positive support. Absolutely, Kyle. And, I, and, and like I said, you know, for my kids, they deserve that. They, A lot of my kids, you know, they've they've gone through some stuff in mm-hmm. their lives, you know. Um, and um, and I can empathize with them. You know, I've, I've been there. You know what I mean? But – um. You know, ultimately, like I said, we're in the business of kids. Let's make sure that we go ahead and honor that business of kids the way that adults should honor that. You know what I mean? And it's through respect. It's through loyalty. Right. And um, kids see through glass. Mm -hmm. They see through glass. No matter what town you're from, you step the minute you step foot somewhere and a kid looks at you. They have some pretty good intuition. Mm-hmm. They kind of know what you are, kind of, just by looking at you. The minute you start talking, they, they really find out who you kind of are. So um, I just try to, again, man, I, me and my staff, we try to keep everything transparent with our kids. Um, always positive. There is no negativity. Always positive. Um, trying to get them to go ahead and realize that they can achieve whatever they want in this lifetime. 
home again. We mentioned that at the top of the show. So we're, we're back at Catone Stadium. Back at Catone, you know, baby. Talking about, you know, the vibe at Catone Stadium and everything. But yep. to be back at home again one last time this year, how nice is that to have that home crowd behind you going into the eventual Thanksgiving game, but getting a chance to play in front of the hometown fans, the hometown crowd, the vibes, the band, and the cheerleaders at home. How fun is that for one more time with this group and being able to do that to hopefully go out on top at home? Um, I'll tell you what, I, I was hoping and praying that I would get this succession of games at Gatone. I really was. I mean, I was trying to pull out all the stops that I could to go ahead and make sure that these seniors went out on top mm-hmm. at home. You know, at home. Most of the games I wanted at home for them. You know, it's a special vibe at, at Gatone, you know, and these kids, they know that. Um, so, again, I did my due diligence. I came through for them um, with the coaching staff, of course. And uh, we got these last last few games in before we go ahead uh, to the neighboring town and, and, and go out there and give them, give them our all as we would and um, let the chips fall where they may come that day mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving. So, yeah, yeah, Kyle, it's, it's nice to be at home, man. It really is. Kind of really just is. sets the routine, too. You, you know what to expect. You know, yep. you, you have your home routine set in stone. And yep. it kind of just takes one added element out of the – out of the playbook there where you don't have to worry too much. Yeah. Um, the fact that, you know, you're, you're home, again, everything is, is the crescendo of events that happen at home. is nothing like it. You know, they, most of these kids have their families there. You know, it's, it's, it's not out of the way. It's right there. So they have most of their support at their home base. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really nice for them to go ahead and get that last home game um, before we go away. And, you know, to be able to – have that opportunity to close out Catone Stadium in 2023 with a win. Yes, with a win. Also has to feel like, you know, added motivation, added adrenaline, and added juice for this roster. Absolutely is. Um, again, our, our seniors are laser-focused. All of our underlings are laser-focused. Um, they're not trying to overlook, you know, Camden East side even a little bit. Um, they understand what's at hand first, um, and that's how it's going to be. It's It's – all we're looking at is, again, all we looked at today, we looked at film from the last game, made sure we made the corrections we needed to on offense and defense, and then we we turned that page. Mm-hmm. Atlantic City, page is over, done. After that 45 minutes to an hour on, on Atlantic City, it was the last two and a half hours were all Camden East side, um, you know, with uh, film and install. So, um, you know. There is no taking anybody lightly, and we sure as anything are not going to take Camden Eastside lightly. You would be very stupid to do that. Very stupid. Camden Eastside breaks a, a mini streak that was going. I think this may have been the first time uh, you guys have played back-to-back schools that their mascot was Viking. Their mascot's the Viking. Eastern was Viking. Atlantic City was the Vikings. You're right. I didn't even notice that. Because I think in 2021 – Wow. We only played Atlantic City, and then last year we played Eastern, but no AC. But no AC. So we did ha- – I did not And even two very that. different Viking logos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One uh, – yeah, one's a little more colorful than the other one. One looks a little more Minnesota Vikings-esque, yeah. and the other one is kind of a unique Viking, Viking logo yeah. with the A for Atlantic City and just the Viking helmet. That is cool inside info. I – I'm a mascot they did not even, nerd. I'm a mascot I did not even. Nerd. And now it dawns on me. I'm like, yeah, we did play two Viking teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Thank you. So Camden East comes in and breaks the Vikings ship. And now Camden East <laughs> They comes sink in. the Vikings ship. <laughs> the Tiger took the bite. Her. Um, and, and you know what? That's a cool little inside little thing. I wonder if anyone else on the team picked up on that. 
I guarantee you I kind of know who. If anybody picked up on, oh, we're playing one Viking and another Viking, I guarantee it was Mr. Schwed. Huh. His real Schwed. That wouldn't have been my guess. Yeah, nah, that's him, man. I he was going to say Donnie. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Donnie. Donnie. I just like yelling his name because that means that he did something wrong or he forgot something. But, no, I love that kid. Um, yeah, he wouldn't. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just hear Not about how book smart he is. Nah. He's extremely smart, man. Extremely smart. But he can leave a pen here, go inside, come back out. That pen will stay there, and then he'll leave, and it'll be there. It's the simple things. He just doesn't remember. Where are your sneakers at, Donnie? I left. Sorry, Donnie. Sorry, Donnie. It's okay. I know you left them somewhere, right? Yeah. I don't know. They were... No, you didn't. They're right there. Oh, <laughs> that's his face. Oh. Donnie looks like the type that needs to be wearing a leather jacket at all times, too. I don't know about all that, man. <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, he uh, looks like. Like, he looks like the type that would want to be wearing a leather jacket and feels like he's it. pulling it off. Just good in it. But it's not his uh, type of swag. Nah, not Donnie. No, no. Donnie is a special individual. And I have him for one more year. We, uh, it's funny you're bringing him up because about two weeks ago we were discussing this in the locker room. <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, Donnie, so here's my head. <laughs> Yeah, Donnie, so, you know, you got a few more games left, Donnie. I mean, you're ready to go out into the world. He goes, yeah, coach. And he's putting his stuff in his bag. He's like, you got one more year with me. I'm a junior. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I said, you're a junior. That feels like it's straight out of a sitcom. I mean, I'm like, I could have sworn you were a senior, Keep son. I thought you were going to leave out. <laughs> he said, nah, coach, you got me for one more year. <laughs> Have a good night. Puts his bag on and he just leaves. I'm like, there's Don. That man is uh, – I'll never forget Don. St. Jean. Wow. Quick, funny. And he knows the story. We're over in Holy Spirit. When was it? Was it last year? Last year. We go to Holy Spirit. JV. JV. Okay. So we go to Holy Spirit. It's a morning game. They, had, they still had a student section. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like 15, 20 students heckling our kids. And so halftime, it's 0-0, zero, zero, right? We're about to go in halftime. And uh, I had enough of the heckling. I mean, it was just constant heckling. And they were heckling Donnie for the most part, you know. So I was like, you know what? I said, it's all right because this is what's going to happen. I said, you're heckling the wrong kid. <laughs> I said, do you not understand? I have Donnie St. Jean. He's a saint out there. I said, then I have Angel. That's right, my defensive end, his name's Angel. I said, and then what's going to happen is when we come back second half, we're about to part the Red Sea with Moises. Yeah, we have a Moses out there, too. We got it all, dude. Oh, my God. Bro, I've never seen Donnie smile so hard. <laughs> I said we're about the whole we're about to bring out the whole Bible next time. <laughs> dude, we come out halftime, the whole heckling section is gone. It's gone it was gone, dude. Gone. And we wound up scoring three touchdowns. Good night. They were risen. It was, it was, it was 
I've never laughed so hard in my life. My coaches are looking at me like, Coach, the referees. They were like, the one guy comes over, he's like, Coach, I couldn't say it any better. I had, I, there's really, you really have an angel and a Moses? I said, I'm not lying. There's really, these kids exist. I'm not making them up. They're out there. Like, it's incredible. That was an incredible. So, had to say that. Bit. Sorry, Donnie. Had to, had to say it, Donnie. <laughs> he's fine. When he sees this episode, he's going to be like, oh, Coach, for real. For real, Coach. Uh, inside information, man. There I don't it know is. What about the inside information, Kyle? That you stuff. only get by watching this <laughs> show. <laughs> this is going to be, this is it. I'm going to get it. Donnie's going to be like, I can't believe it, Coach. Watch <laughs> Donnie, it had to come out, man. It had to come out. So, Cam knee side on Thursday. Yes. It's got to be nice to have the, the Thursday stretch for pretty much a month. Yeah. And yeah. get on that schedule as well. Mm-hmm. How nice has that been to have what will eventually be four straight Thursdays of games for you guys? Um, you know, it's a short week, and we know that, so we cram a lot. Um, but it's really not – if you really look at it, we don't cram mm-hmm. a lot of information on our kids. It's more about um, – it's just repetition of – whatever techniques but a little differently because each team offers a different perspective so you have to adjust to each team accordingly so it might be the same defense per se but it's handled and 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 the kids are placed in the strategic positions to win in a different way it's, it's, so you might be like oh yeah they're playing a cover too high you know d and no we're not it looks like cover too high but it's not you know so mm-hmm. um it's little things like that that we go ahead and make sure that our kids are straightforward, leveled in with, and, and ready to go come game day. Also on the front of, of Camden East, you know, with the way that West Jersey Football League realigns every two years, I believe it yes, is. Yes, every two years. To just have that preparedness because next year is a realignment year of right. just a, an unfamiliar team that, you know, you could have unfamiliar teams next season as well. Right. To get a jump start on that has to be pretty cool as well. It is, and, and just – you know what, the camaraderie with the coaches and, and, you know, just knowing that now I have somebody else um, that I can go ahead, give a call to, hey, coach, you want to do a clinic together? You want to, you know, you want to do a inner squad scrimmage with, with us, you mm-hmm. know, uh, over at Katona. Maybe we go up to your uh, field and we can go ahead and, and, and apply that over on your field. Um, so it's, it's more than networking with coaches, and, um, and I'm loving it, man. It's really neat. It's, it's, it's nice. Um, like I said, at least I can only speak on the double WJFL. Um, we got good guys, man. Mm-hmm. We got real good guys through and through um, that work with each other for the most part. You know what I mean? Of course, there's always things that, you know, mm-hmm. outliers, but that's what it is. It is what it is. I, I know myself, I have zero problems with anyone. I don't hold grudges. I care less who you are. Whether you're the neighbor next door, I can, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. To me, it, it matters zero. What matters to me is the kids getting the work they need so they can keep on bettering themselves and so that South Jersey gets a name. See, New Jersey, it's really North Jersey that mm-hmm. has that still with the Don Bosco, St. Elizabeth Press. See Tommy DeVito playing for the New York Giants right, right. now. Right. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard Don Bosco in the last week because he's been the starting quarterback right? for the Giants is insane. It's, it's insane. So, so, but we have a lot of guys down here that, that are in the league. Mm-hmm. They're in the league they as well. They have rings on their fingers. Yeah. They, they, I, I don't know. I, Again, I know that North Jersey gets, you know, most of the, the, the props, if you will, most of the attention. But, um, again, man, we, we have a network of kids down here in South Jersey that are ballers, straight ballers. Um, whether and that's they're, both 
public and private. Yes, schools. both both sides. It doesn't matter, public or, or private. There are kids that go on again to the league. You know, right from little down here, down mm -hmm. South Jersey, where you know you really See, don't get the public. Jack Crawford, who had a ten-year NFL career, yeah, went to the prep. Jamil Demby, Isaiah Pacheco. It's a long list. Um, it's a long list of great talent. Taylor, I mean, Corey Clement, Taylor. Like, it, the list is, is crazy. Melton. Yeah. Marquise Bell. Like, it, you could just keep random like, Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> could keep random. There are special kids down in South Jersey with special talent, just like North Jersey. Okay. Um, Rykel Armstead. Yeah. It just keeps. I'm telling you, you could keep rattling them off. If you, if you really sit and think, you know, you start. Oh, okay, wait. Yeah, there's there's a lot of kids from down here that have gone on to the college, NFL. College, the NFL. Definitely college. That's without a doubt. But to the three and letters, the NFL. D1 level of college. Yes, as well. D1 is a whole different. And I'm blanking on his name, so forgive me. But the running back from Millville, who's at Syracuse right now as well. Yes. Tearing it up. For, yes. For yes. the orange. You know, he's yes. unreal. South Jersey kid. You know, again, you know, lose sight of that whole, oh, he's a Millville kid. I can care less. He is a South Jersey kid making a name for South Jersey. Mm -hmm. Don't just, oh, no, but he goes to Millville or he goes to Vineland or he goes to, to St. Augustine. Once, once you leave that school, I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, like <laughs> – and even when you're there, I'm not hating on you. No, they're kids, man. Like, but I want our team to absolutely, win. absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. And at you all. should want your team to win. Hundred percent agree. But once they're out of high school, you root for South Jersey. South Jersey, no all the day sport, long. No matter the team, whatever it may be, you want to see South Jersey succeed. Whether or not they were your rival, who cares? What matters is these kids are now going on to the elite level, and they're taking everything that your coaches have taught them along with the other coaches that have gone into, you know, played a pivotal role in their life. And now they're applying it at the ultimate level, mm -hmm. man. That's what matters. That's what matters. And guess what? Now you have another person who's going to go ahead and more than likely be a productive member of society. That's it. You, you, that's ball game, man. That's the ball game. And that's all I want for my kids. I want them to be productive members of society and make sure that they always give back. That's it. We're going to take another quick break, but don't go anywhere. You're watching Guzman's Gridiron right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. Let's talk some alumni real quick. Not too yeah. much going on. Obviously, Pop is on a bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Jamil loved our, our clip we posted on Instagram today Excellent. about uh, his podcast and uh, his lovely wife just absolutely eviscerating him <laughs> in uh, the Instagram <laughs> comment section there. She loved it as well. Um they're Jamil's awesome. Still I, I rocking love with this podcast. And, yep. you know, I was texting him this week. We're working to get him on our main show Good. again pretty Good. soon. So Good. we're working on some stuff with Jamil, our, our OG, as we call them, underground athletes. Yes. Um, Tyreem and Rutgers, you know, tough loss to, to Iowa. But Iowa's one of those weird teams, Coach, they that they have they this all-world elite defense, but they just can't score. And when I saw Iowa even score 22 points, I was like, what universe What's going am I on? in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at especially that level of play, D1 schools, anything can happen, mm -hmm. man. I mean, you've got elite athletes out there um, trying to go ahead and attain the same thing that the next man is trying to attain. So, and they did it. Any given Saturday. Any given Saturday. <laughs> it can happen, Colin, and it happened, you know. Again, that still doesn't take away from what Coach Ciano mm -hmm. um, and his coaching staff are doing at Rutgers because I say it week in and week out. 
the job they do, not just football-wise, but the job they do to prepare their young men for future uh, uh, endeavors is absolutely phenomenal. They do an absolutely phenomenal job in setting up their young men to be productive members in society and, and go on to do great things. Pop on the bye um, after going to Germany, but his teammate was in Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Living it up as Taylor the dream. Swift on tour, and uh, they broke the internet once again because she remixed uh, her song Karma to the guy on the Chiefs who's coming <laughs> home to me. And the internet exploded. It, it exploded. I'm, I'm sure it did. You know, again, um, if let me tell you something. If you guys are just doing this, and then at the end you're gonna be, you guys are going to be like, we're fooling you guys. That's going to be the biggest what in the heck moment. Well, here's why I don't think it was. But I don't think so either because I think that they're stage, really good. Yeah. She ran off stage. He was over there. They both laid a, a hefty old kiss on each other Okay, All for right, the good, whole world good, to see. Good, good. So it's official. Good job. And it was very funny because I was seeing all of my friends who have been invested in, in this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey right. phenomenon. And I was like, you guys are freaking out because she kissed her boyfriend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the song. <laughs> you, you've seen that happen yeah. when you were in high school in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the yeah. same way they did. <laughs> yeah. But now it's this, ah! It's like, okay. Okay. It's all right. Everyone's different, Who would have thought? It was everyone's real. We different. said it from the jump. Yes. It was real. real. Yeah, Who it's real. Who would have thought? We were right. It is you what it is. You heard it here first. Yeah. And, and you know what? Again, man, kudos to, to Travis. He's doing his thing, man. You know, uh, Taylor Swift's doing her thing. Don't worry about nobody else. Worry about you, mm-hmm. what your, your relationship and what you guys got going. Everything else is white noise, man. But kudos to both of you. And the Swifties are big time behind you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> Just keep, show. Uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. You know, coming off the bye, though, yes. as are my Philadelphia Eagles. And they've my got boy. a primetime Monday night football matchup next Monday against each other in Kansas City. Absolutely. I know Pop, you know. Grew up an Eagles fan, being yeah. here, yeah. played them in the Super Bowl last year, scored a touchdown on them, and I know how, like, meaningful that was to him just, yes. you know, from a football fan to player perspective. It's going to be a very fun game Monday Absolutely. night, you yeah. know, in Kansas City, uh, a hostile environment mm-hmm. where the Eagles have the best record in football. Chiefs have been playing phenomenal football once Absolutely. again. That's, that's the type of stuff you live for, for that to be a Monday night football matchup. Um, again, you know, Pop is, is he's in, he's in beautiful form. Um, you know, he was just, uh, he was just down for the bye week. Um, we actually had a real good outing, uh, Pop, myself, my wife, um, and his, and his lady. Um, we had a real good evening together, had some dinner. Um, he's feeling real good, man. He's feeling really good. Um, you know, so. Like I always tell him, man, just be you. Nobody can be you better than you. Um, and he knows that. And, and the way that he prepares mentally, physically, um, just zoned in to um, every game that, you know, he faces on that schedule. He is absolutely zoned in. There's nothing. There is no outside noise. Mm-hmm. None. There's no outside noise so much so that when he goes home, again, he's locked in. He's watching more film. You know, there is no, you know, he doesn't have, like, for instance, his girls down here, you know, um, his parents are down here. Mm-hmm. 
and not saying that they would be distractions in a bad way, but you have your family with you. You move different. You, I'm going to go with my dad and mm-hmm. relax. I'm going to go with my mom and relax. You know what I mean? So with that being mom and dad are here, his girls down here, he has nothing but football in his mind, mm-hmm. which um, at the end of the day, that's what pays his bills. So, 100%. you know, I always tell him just, you know, make sure that you keep yourself grounded. And he does, again, beautiful uh, mother and father that he has on his side. Um, and then he has a, a, a gem of a, a girlfriend that, that he has and, and, you know, and is always there for him and always by his side. So it's nice. It's really nice. You know, to it, it always makes me laugh because knowing Pop before the NFL and everything, it's, it's funny with all the athletes from South Jersey that I've been able to know before they've made it in whatever sport it may be. Right. Whenever I see names getting talked about on, you know, shows that I watch and hear his name or hear – you know, Tyreem's name or, you know, in the past heard Jamil's name. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's weird because I know them. <laughs> yeah. You're saying people's name that I know. Yeah. Uh, but it's even funnier when you see, like, somebody like a Barstool Sports posting, like, a, a reaction type of video meme about Isaiah. Right. <laughs> oh, that was one. awesome. That was awesome. Was I know one. what you're saying, too. <laughs> Chiefs hand the ball off to Isaiah Pacheco on first and ten. <laughs> and it's the scene the NBA players like ready to like throw hands and he's running through the court. That's exactly how Pop runs and Dude. the accuracy of that was just so funny. I mean, listen, the way he spoofed that I I was on the floor, man. It, I mean, his energy was like to the moon. And I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love, you know, he's going over there. I'm like, "Wait, is he going to jump out through the TV?" I mean, this guy was lit up. He was lit up all ball of energy. Um but guess what? He knows that he had to match Pop's energy because mm-hmm. that's what he's given. He's given these kids that, I mean, everybody watches them on TV. They're, they're even pumped. Like, he gets right up. He gets hit, and it's like, boom, he's right up, ready to go again. Give me the ball, you know? Um, so, yeah, and then, again, <laughs> the way he just orchestrated the whole commentary on that play was absolutely phenomenal, man. So funny. Funny, but well done. That was, I mean, you can't, yeah. it was well done, <laughs> you know? Um, so kudos to him. And that's a great show they got uh, as well. And, you know, you saw Pop. What were his uh, his thoughts on Germany? Listen, so we talked about, uh, you know, his, his stay out there, and he absolutely loved the people. He said, because I got so much love from them people, I was like, bro, it's hard not to love you, man. It really is. You light up a room the minute you walk in it, your smile, your your whole demeanor is, mm-hmm. is it's inviting. And they saw how hard you were playing. These are these are people that enjoy the art of, you know, the Roman uh, Colosseum, if you will. Even though, yeah, we're talking Germany. They love that stuff, you know. Um, so he was giving everything to them. I mean, he even stayed an extra two hours mm-hmm. just to sign autographs, take f- pictures with them. Them people are going to remember him for the longevity of their lives. The people that actually went to that game, they're going to remember him. And it's cool. Germany got a chance to have two back-to-back uh, games with South Jersey icons. Pretty cool, right? The Colts had uh, Jonathan Taylor Jonathan over there Taylor. this past week. Yeah. And then they had popped the week before. So All South Jersey taking South over Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> One player at a time. South Germans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, it, Kyle, it really was. It, it opened up his eyes to a – a big difference too on how you know america versus you know he's never been to europe mm-hmm. you know what i mean so that opened his eyes to a lot of different things that that 
who knows? Maybe he might want to. In a good way, it's a culture yeah, shock. Yeah, yeah, it's a culture shock. Like, wait, I didn't know it's like this. I didn't know it's like that. But it's not a bad thing. Again, I always say change is good. You know what I mean? So he got to experience something he, who knows, he may have never, ever mm-hmm. experienced before in his life if he would not made it to this platform of the NFL. Who knows? So we got Thursday night football once again. Camden is coming in. Uh, your final thoughts on the matchup, getting ready for it, and uh, just the excitement level of another game at Catone Stadium. Um, well, what I could say is, um, again, community come out in droves. You guys have been excellent. Um, I appreciate everything. The kids appreciate you guys being there and supporting them. Um, and, you know, uh, our kids are going to be ready. They're going to be totally locked in, um, you know, once we get to Gatone on Thursday and our kids pad up and suit up, made the best team win. That's it. But um, we will be there and we will be prepared uh, come game day, Thursday, 6 o'clock at Gatone Stadium. 6 p.m. Gatone Stadium. If you can't make it out, which if you can't, it's right. It's right. <laughs> Come on. But it's not far. Say, it's right say you're out of town. You can watch <laughs> it on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. Myself and Rich Scarpa on the broadcast, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts in audio form. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. You can watch the show premiere around 7.30 p.m. Eastern time every single week. You can be in the comments section. We read the good comments. We like the good comments. We interact with the good comments. Leave a like. Subscribe. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend because uh, we're on our way to more and more goals on YouTube as well. And Absolutely. this show has been a big part of it. So keep subscribing. And we'll be back next week for the big one on deck, hopefully talking about a big win against Camden East and then preparing for Turkey Day. But until then, this has been another edition of Guzman's Gridiron presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia and the Red and Gray Gridiron Group live from the Double Eagle Saloon and Deck Bar. We'll see you for Turkey Day. I woke up saying it's about time.